back to the Deeper Dive podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church in a Year. Today is day 194, and we begin with number 1455. The confession or disclosure of sins, even from a simply human point of view, frees us and facilitates our reconciliation with others. Through such an admission, man looks squarely at the sins he is guilty of, takes responsibility for them, and thereby opens himself again to God and to the the communion of the church in order to make a new future possible. Confession to a priest is an essential part of the sacrament of penance. All mortal sins, of which penitence, after a diligent self-examination, are conscience must be recounted by them in confession, even if they are most secret and have been committed against the last two precepts of the Decalogue. For these sins sometimes wound the soul more grievously and are more dangerous than those which are committed openly. When Christ's faithful strive to confess all the sins that they can remember, they undoubtedly place all of them before the divine mercy for pardon. But those who fail to do so knowingly withhold some or and knowingly withhold some place nothing before the divine goodness for remission through the mediation of the priest for if the sick person is too ashamed to show his wound to the doctor the medicine cannot heal what he does not know according to the church's command after having attained the age of discretion each of the faithful is bound by an obligation faithfully to confess serious sins at least once a year Anyone who is aware of having committed a mortal sin must not receive Holy Communion, even if he experiences deep contrition without having first received sacramental absolution. Unless he has a grave reason for receiving Communion and there is no possibility of going to confession. Children must go to the Sacrament of Penance before receiving Holy Communion for the first time. Without being strictly necessary, confession of everyday faults, venial sins, is nevertheless strongly recommended by the Church. Indeed, the regular confession of our venial sins helps us form our conscience, fight against evil tendencies, let ourselves be healed by Christ, and progress in the life of the Spirit. By receiving more frequently through this sacrament the gift of the Father's mercy, we are spurred to be merciful as He is merciful. Whoever confesses his sins is already working with God. God is indict your sins. If you also indict them, you are joined with God. Man and sinner are, so to speak, two realities. When you hear man, this is what God has made. When you hear sinner, this is what man himself has made. Destroy what you have made so that God may save what he has made. When you begin to abhor what you have made, it is then that your good works are beginning, since you are accusing yourself of your evil works. The beginning of good works is the confession of evil works. You do the truth and come to the light. Many sins wrong our neighbor. One must do what is possible in order to repair the harm, for example, return stolen goods, restore the reputation of someone slandered, pay compensation for injuries. Simple justice requires as much, but sin is also injur- but sin also injuries injures and weakens the sinner himself, as well as his relationships with God and neighbor. Absolution takes away sin, but it does not remedy all the disorders sin has caused. Raised up from sin, 
the sinner must still recover his full spiritual health by doing something more to make amends for the sin. He must make satisfaction for or expiate his sins. This satisfaction is also called penance. The penance the confessor imposes must take into account the penance's personal situation and must seek his spiritual good. It must correspond as far as possible with the gravity and nature of the sins committed. It can consist of prayer and offering, works of mercy, service of neighbor, voluntary self-denial, sacrifices, and above all the penitent acceptance of the cross we must bear. Such penances help configure us to Christ, who alone expiated our sins once for all. They allow us to become co-heirs with the risen Christ, provided we suffer with him. The satisfaction that we make for our sins, however, is not so much ours as though it were not done through Jesus Christ. Who can do anything ourselves, as if just by ourselves, can do all things with the cooperation of him who strengthens us? Thus man has nothing of which to boast, but all our boasting is in Christ, in whom we make satisfaction by bringing forth fruits that befit repentance. These fruits have their efficacy from him. By him they are offered to the Father, and through him they are accepted by the Father. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. You know, the, uh, the, the confession that we make in, in the, within the sacrament um, you know, has to be full. Right? There's, the Catechism makes it very clear by quoting uh, the Council of Trent that we're called to confess in number and kind every mortal sin or else we've basically done nothing. Uh, because it's like, a, you know, and they, and they make the, the, the comparison, the analogy to the doctor of, you know, the doctor can't make a real diagnosis without uh, seeing all of the, all of the um, symptoms. And so, you know, the sin is, is part of what we have to confess, right? So we do that. Um, but the, the catechism then really wants us to see the, the beautiful connection that exists between the sacrament of confession and the sacrament of Holy Communion that we ought to go, we have to go every year by obligation, right? It's one of the precepts of the church, but, but even more so, uh, even, even those uh, who are receiving the first communion must first go to confession. It's in the requirement in the Code of Canon Law um, that brings order to the church, that it's always meant to be united because sacraments are graces and, uh, you know, or confer graces, um, to, to prepare us to receive further grace. <laughs> you know, baptism is the first sacrament by which all other, no other sacrament can be received. Um, and so confession helps us receive the sacrament of communion well. Um, and so with that, we have this, uh, this beautiful thing, this beautiful teaching on how we are to receive the Holy Communion better. Well, it's by more perfectly receiving this uh, and more frequently receiving the sacrament of confession. Um, and there's, but there's one line that really stuck out in this second act of the penitent on, on the confession from St. Augustine that I think uh, is probably, is, I, I would, I mean, everyone should hear this <laughs> basically. And, and it's worth bears repeating. When you hear man, this is what God has made. When you hear sinner, this is what man himself has made. You know, Augustine, uh, 
himself was was famously a, a very great sinner. Um, you know, kind of, you know, had a child out of wedlock, wedlock, slept around quite a bit, you know, constantly drunk as a as a young man, all those kind of things, right? It was very, he was very clear about it. Um, the other thing about him being very clear about his sinfulness is he, in his confession, spends a long time talking about stealing a pear, right, off of a pear tree. That's, it was very striking in reading it because... It's it's a recognition of what he under he knew, which is what he's conveying to us, is that we're the ones who do the sinning, right? So we should we should also desire to restore that. We've we've ruined God's creation by our own free will, not because God desires us to, but what he desires is us to perfect it. And so it makes it really easy. It's a lot easier to be restored in dignity than it is, for example, to you know, make a child, <laughs> you know, to create or procreate. You know, that it, it is something that is really quite wonderful to to reflect on that sinfulness uh, being a sinner is not our nature we were made to be as man and we're meant to be set free from sin and so in order to help us along we are given this satisfaction a satisfaction that that you know only exists because Christ first paid the cost these first brought redeemed us and, and atoned for our sins through the cross um that every you know every Hail Mary that we're given in our Father, which is you know, very much the standard penance, um, because there's a pastoral advice that it should be done within the church. But notice the Catechism doesn't actually say that. Um, that that a penance is tended to be larger, right? And historically, I mean, it was you know how do I how do I make up for the sins? We'll go reconquer Jerusalem, you know, <laughs> like like they were they were big deals. Make a pilgrimage to. To a shrine, well, that's a three hundred mile walk. Well, you better start soon, you know. Um, you know, we should we are immersed in the mercy of God, and, and the fear of this these kind of easy penances is that it kind of makes His mercy cheap. Um, and but we don't have to fall into that trap of it, of having cheap mercy. We can still say, and by devoutly saying our our penance, no matter how simple or, or quick it may feel. Rather that that oh, God is the one doing is doing all of the work, but in this simple act of devotion, I am saying yes to what He has offered out to me. That in this very brief prayer, He is He is doing the great work to reconcile me back to Himself, to move me from a sinner back to the full dignity of being called a man, to being what I was naturally into what I supernaturally have become by His grace, which is his son or daughter.